0: you listening to episode 60 of Desi Gate Girls. I'm Preeti Chibber And I'm Swapna Krishna. And we are recording on Friday, July 16th, 2021. Whew. The summer is flying by, it feels like. Oh, we do have one piece of news. Preeti and I were just discussing we don't have any news. But Preeti, can you please update us on the supernatural drama? <laughs> <laughs> since we talked about it. Since we talked about it on a previous episode.
1: Oh my uh There's going to be... This is... I... Uh, I was less excited, but I'm more excited. But there's going to be a supernatural prequel about John and Mary Winchester, which is I why I whatever. The only reason I'm excited is because Jensen Ackles and his wife are producing through um, their production company, which is a Chaos Something, a Chaos Machine, I think, and in like perfect like unison and like like, uh, combination with what the name of the company is, I guess no one told Jared Padalecki. <laughs> and so he found out, which is awful. It's like, awful. Like, like, I'm not giggling because, like. But uh, it's, he found out from Twitter. And then it turned into a very public, public spat.
0: Where he was just like, oh, I didn't know about this, but congrats, but I guess I wish I'd know. <laughs> Yeah, like, nobody, and somebody was like, is this, like, oh, this must be a joke, and he's like, no, dude, it's not a joke, nobody told me. It was, like, very <laughs> It was so awkward. It was, like, so awkward, and
1: somebody was like, don't you guys have each other's phone numbers? <laughs> because everyone had to play Damage Control and be like, yeah, we had a really great phone call, everything's fine now, but it was, like, t- 12 hours of just, like, very uncomfortable, like, vocalizing how upset you are on Twitter, which, like fine but when you have millions of followers maybe like pull back a little bit because those followers will then go to the source and then Derek Padalecki had
0: to like tell his followers not to like heap abuse on Jensen Ackles I know
1: it's like you guys are both like super like well to do like like you're fine you know but it was a lot it was like this show just never ends it just keeps going forever and ever which I'm fine with because I We'll love Supernatural forever for all of its problems. <laughs> this show ended in November of 2020, <laughs> and every month,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it. it it's like it's, it's like I get an all cap text from her, and she'll be like, "There's more Supernatural drama," and I'm like,
1: "Yes." And I, I saw this thing that was like, um, "I'm not a fan of the show, but I'm a fan of the fandom." Yeah. And I feel like that defines everyone. That's who how I, I like feel
0: about uh, Star Trek. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek Voyager. You almost like, but, what? Um, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek Voyager, but I'm almost even more of a fan of the like Justice for Tuvix fandom, which is this like really niche fandom that there's this one episode called Tuvix in which the characters of Tuvok and Neelix are in a transporter accident and transposed into one completely new person called Tuvix. And then. Then, like, they accept, like, and it goes on for, like, months, and they accept him as part of the crew, and he, like, forms relationships, like, on his own, and then they finally, like, figure out a way to separate them, and then Tuvix doesn't want to be separate, like, Tuvix doesn't want to die, because he's a completely different individual, and Jaime basically chooses to kill him. And, like, there's this whole thing. Like, it's a whole thing where they're just... And the doctor is like, I refuse to do this because you're murdering an innocent person. And Janeway does it, And so, like, there's this whole Justice for Tuvix. Janeway murdered Tuvix fandom. That is... And I don't disagree with them. This is super weird and, like... How could they
1: have... I guess, like, how could they have ended it?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, what... What ending could have happened, right? Um,
0: but it's a super like weird episode, and it's killing one person to save two people. But those two people were already dead. I'm like, anyway, I'm not gonna gonna get into that, but because <laughs> then then the people will come for me if they hear like I'm talking about Tuvix on this podcast. But uh, it's fantastic. And, like the fans are just so like passionate about it, and it's 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 I love it. It's great. Like it
1: is. It is very fun to watch and. <laughs> Because I don't really participate in the SPN fandom, but, like, it's fun
0: to- I for, absolutely like, the non- participate in the Justice for 2 fandom. Just do. for fun. Just <laughs> for fun. And everyone knows <laughs> that it's for fun. Like, I say it. I'm not, like, trying to make fun of people. I just find it delightful.
1: That's the thing. It's, like, very fun to, like, we both- this. That's our ethos, right? It's, like, we like to like things, and we like when other people like things. Yeah. And it's just really fun to, to engage with people who are enthusiastic about- the thing they love in a way that is not
0: harmful, obviously. Yes, yes. Asterisk. Yes. That's not <laughs> toxic or harmful. Okay. Um, We, we <laughs> don't really have much news today, though, because I feel like nothing's really happened.
1: Yeah, it's strange because we were, Swepna mentioned, like, leading up to con season right now, because San Diego Comic-Con is, like, around the corner at like, San Diego Comic-Con at home, and it does feel like a lot of these major players are now just saving their news yeah. for their own things, like... Disney, obviously, with their D23 conference. I just feel like everyone's kind of stepped away from San Diego being the big hub of news release, but we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens yeah. in a few weeks. Um, I just will be surprised if there's, like,
0: major, major, major news. Yeah, Star Trek has a couple of panels. I feel like we'll finally get a Star Trek Prodigy uh, air date. Um and anthony rap did confirm to me specifically that star trek discovery no he i mean he did <laughs> but he did it uh like that um star trek discovery will air in 2021 which is a thing that they've kind of said so it's not um i confronted him at a live like <laughs> at a swordstone table event we were doing and i was like okay, anthony wait, wait.
1: question there's news swordstone table- yes uh the anthology that so i'm gonna co-edited along with jen northington and in which i have a short story
0: published on tuesday and it's i mean it's just fantastic um like the anthologies are hard sells and don't generally sell the best and so it is um we expected this to be a very small book and it's not like a huge book but just the reaction and the reception has been amazing we had this incredible incredible review in NPR we've got starred reviews from publishers weekly and school library journals we're hoping it's going to like be in some classrooms and um but yeah so we're doing events you can find we'll put the link in the show notes but we've got an event on Saturday with Mysterious Galaxy and um then again on Monday with Loyalty Books and we're we're, we're com- doing very interesting combinations of contributors I think at each event so each event's going to be different and so um yeah
1: you should check it out yeah it's gonna be fun it is um I was trying to think of a good segue between all of the things but the thing I'm thinking of is supernatural because it's speaking of our wayward son Mm -hmm. but we can also talk I guess I could also apply to Arthurian legend Yes. Speaking of our wayward son. Yes. Today we are going to be talking about Loki episodes 3 through 6.
0: Yes. <laughs> um we were originally thinking of doing after episodes 3 and 4 an episode, but mm-hmm. there were still a lot of questions and we just kind of and we uh, book launch a lot going on, so we were just kind of like, okay, let's wait and discuss all of it at once. So um, I think we're, at this point, we're just probably going to go into spoilers. So, spoiler yes. warning. And, um, okay, so what was your impression of Loki season one? Because it has been confirmed that there will be a season two in the post-credit scene. Yes.
1: Yes, they confirmed that in, in the post-credit sequence.
0: Um, I liked a lot of it and mm-hmm. I
1: disliked a lot of it. I think this I is liked what makes more it than you did. Yeah, I think so. Because I think where I had... I, well, let me start with what I liked. Like, um, I think the way they introduced the multiverse and the way they have introduced... Like like we said, spoilers. Kane the Conqueror. Like, Jonathan Majors was such a delight on screen. I yelped when I saw him because I was so not expecting this kind of personification of the, of yes. the character. He gave me big, like... Harold Perrineau as Mercutio in yes. Romeo and Juliet, like when he's doing his Queen Mab speech, yes. like that's what I was thinking of, and I was yes. like, oh, you're so good. I'm I'm very, very excited to see more of him, and I think the crux of where I was, like, frustrated is that this did end up feeling very much like a prequel. It, it got marvelized, right? It felt like a prequel to Ant-Man, which is a little bit, I think, of a disservice to a character like Loki, who is so strong in and of, like, in and of his own right. It felt like he got relegated to second place in this in this story what did you think
0: um yeah I felt I liked it more than you did um I think I I I, there was a lot more I liked than I disliked but I think my main dislike is and we'll talk about what we liked sorry we're talking about dislikes first getting it out of the way my main dislike (laughs) was exactly what you said almost even more than Falcon and Winter Soldier this felt WandaVision was just this weird amazing thing on its own yes And Falcon Winter Soldier had a point, not my favorite point, not, like, not something, but it it had a purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. This's purpose was to set up the multiverse. I mean, we kind of knew that from the beginning, like, just the hints. But they made Loki a side character in his own, in a show named after him a little bit, which I wasn't... The show isn't about him, and... It's a, you know, it is about setting up, and I was just, we've gotten such good character-driven stuff from these shows, from the shows so far, um, and this didn't, there was a lot of development up through, I feel like, episode three, and then it kind of shifted, because I thought the stuff about Loki, no, I don't, I, there were bits of really brilliant character development, because, like, when he goes and meets all the other Lokis and they tell him uh, that, our Loki, that, like, anytime a Loki tries to be more Mm -hmm. there. And I think that's fantastic. I think that thinking is fantastic. But we didn't really get to explore that much.
1: That's what's frustrating, is because there were moments of brilliance with the way that they presented the idea of Loki. Like, they did drill down to who he is as a character, but then they never contended with it in a meaningful way, right? It became, I, I feel like they really, like, took away Loki's teeth is how I keep phrasing it mm-hmm. where they they took away that hard edge that made him like more interesting when he softened up in Ragnarok or like because Ragnarok he like Taiko away T-T and Ragnarok absolutely took Loki's teeth away but he still gave them back like at the end he we still get to see him kind of you know fight but like when he takes he you know whatever it is he's he's still in like multitude in his character but here it felt very much like they needed to use him in a certain way yeah. and so the he became what he needed to be for the plot to exist and that was a little on the frustrating side
0: yeah and i think loki is always in my head best as an anti-hero yes and this show is trying to make him into a hero and yeah. i'm not sure i'm genuinely not like i'm not sure how i feel about that like because i think he's at his best like Helping when he can and when it's in his interests, but always having his own agenda. And that agenda does not have to be evil. That agenda does not have to be ruling the earth or ruling or getting the infinity stones. It doesn't have to be that. It can be smaller. It can be more personal. It can be... Yes. I want to prove myself. That's an agenda. Like, I want to prove myself and I want to grow. But fixing the multiverse? Like, that's not... That's a... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, like, I'm keeping my... Like, there is going to be a season two, so, like, we'll see, but I'm just not, and I will absolutely watch it, of course, but I'm just not sure I'm, they redeemed Loki a little too much.
1: It was, I agree, because I think you have something like, uh, Al Ewing's Loki, Agent of Asgard, which is, like, we've talked about before, it's, like, one of my favorite, favorite comics of the last several years, and it it's a really great character study of Loki, and it gives him a lot of depth and a lot of, like, uh, understanding of both the good and the bad and, rec- and and reconciles those pieces of the character and it did feel like so much of the focus in this which will allow for very interesting storytelling moving forward yeah. I think in in the MCU in general like I think we're gonna see it in the new Spider-Man we're definitely gonna see it in the new Doctor Strange yeah. we're gonna see it in Ant-Man um but that's what's hard about this series when you take a character like loki who is iconic and has been created in such a way in the mcu and then you turn him into a little bit of a fool Mm -hmm. in in you know he kind of had to play the fool in several parts of the series in a way that i was like like episode three which i freaking love doctor who this to me didn't understand necessarily that doctor who at the end of the day still has a lot of heart to it and intelligence Mm -hmm. and I spent that entire episode waiting for Loki to be like, haha, my master plan is this. And then, because I was like, what are you doing? You're a survivor. Why would you act? It, it didn't make sense to me mm-hmm. for the character.
0: Does it, um, does it, and this is a question I'm asking myself again because I don't know. Like, what, is it interesting for him to not have a master plan? Like, is it interesting for him to be in a position where, for once, he's not the one with the master plan because he's been outsmarted by himself? It is. But I don't think this was done. It is, but I... I'm I'm trying to, I'm formulating my thoughts right now. Like, I don't, it is interesting, and, like, that's, like, the devil's advocate question, um, which, you know, I hate. But, like, it is a question worth contending with if we're saying we don't like it. But I think it could have been done, that aspect of it could have been done better.
1: You know how I think it would have worked, actually, hmm. is if they had moved the scene from episode four where he's being confronted by Sif and he's literally being broken down by Sif in that memory loop. If they had moved that scene earlier and we watched Loki literally get broken down, his his the aspect of himself being broken down, I'm forced to contend with why he does the things he does in a really very, very real way and in an isolated way, Mm -hmm. I think him not having a master plan in that third episode would have worked a lot better. Mm -hmm. Because we would have seen him, because they gave us a taste of it in episode one, but then we get right back to him doing his like master plan stuff in the second episode when he tries to like fool the TVA and do what he needs to do, whatever it is. And so I think just by having that moment moved a little bit earlier to allow it to force Loki into a position where he wouldn't, you know, he's like falling apart a little bit, uh, I think would have helped that immensely. But unfortunately the focus became so heavily, the Sylvie character that it pulled away from Loki is, that's how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's hard because there are so many good moments. There's so many good moments. And I feel like we're focusing on
0: the negative. And um, so let's, Turn it around and talk about, um, so I texted you and, um, like before episode, when we saw the castle, um, because I was like, well, there's only a few Marvel characters that we know that live in a castle, Doom, Mm -hmm. and this does not make sense that it's Doom. Nope. Um,
1: Although how funny how would that fu-
0: I would have laughed so hard <laughs> if this is how they introduced Doom, but he's too big of a character for <laughs> I know. they have they're going to do a, a Fantastic Four movie obviously <laughs> with him, um, and then Kang. and they never say his name.
1: No, they say the Conqueror. Yeah. They say he is referred
0: to as the Conqueror at times. But uh, I think I agree with you. I think the casting was fantastic, and I think I really really like what this show set up in terms of him and the variants of him being the big bads
1: yeah i think it's gonna be really cool it's because we're gonna see so many one i i find jonathan majors in general to be a delight like i'm so happy with him whenever he's on screen and so i think getting to see all these different iterations of this character is gonna be really
0: terrifying Mm -hmm. and fun and because genuinely like with the, one of the questions I had um, before, you know, this is with Thanos, like, he's the most powerful being in the universe with six infinity stones. How are they going to top that? How is the next villain going to be worse? <laughs> and so that was a question I had genuinely because he has to be, uh, like, he has to be, t- like, it has to go somewhere from here Mm -hmm. and the idea of it's not just one Kang it is all the variants of Kang who all are bent on making their timeline erasing the other timelines that is fantastic
1: Mm -hmm. and when he says like he's like when he's trying to bargain with uh the Lokis and he's like you want to kill Thanos you can kill Thanos that shows you it's like that kind of like that didn't matter. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, nothing
1: matters except what I say matters, and you're just like,
0: oh,
1: so scary. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the way they made the character, because Kang is quite campy, Mm -hmm. and so the way they made, they gave the character the purple, I think was the cloak? Or something, just like the the costuming was fantastic to bring in those elements, but Jonathan Majors himself was not. Like, he, and he had this, like, great personality. Like, I just, the way they wrote him was fantastic. very good it was very good i do want to
1: very briefly acknowledge that as with other marvel shows this had an optics issue mm-hmm. with the way the black characters are represented and the yes. way the white characters oh, are yes. represented i want to acknowledge it because it was very frustrating yeah. Yeah. and i've been saying this on twitter but i think it could have been fixed
0: so easily by switching swap. owen wilson
1: yes so yeah. switch Gugu and Bathura and owen wilson their castings and imagine that world where Mobius is played by Google and Beth, right? right. Like yeah. infinitely more interesting, but I just wanted to very briefly say it because like, it's, it's, it needs to be said. It needs to be said where we talk about inclusive casting is important, but we also have to remember what that inclusivity is representing in the story. And I mm-hmm. think we're, we got to get to that step now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which again is to say that everyone though, in the cat, like, we didn't get a lot of um, Hunter B- B15, One Mimosaku. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her, though, because I feel like she was so good in the moments that we did get to see. I agree, yeah. Like that scene in the rain when she is like understanding that they are all variants, I was like, <laughs>
0: I also, yeah, I think, I think one of my frustrations of, with this is that it did end on a cliffhanger. Yes. Because, um, not that, even, like, even if there's a season, there is going to be a season two, but, like, it's just the you have the feeling that the story is not going to pick up where we left off in season two. It's going to pick up in different movies, in different, yes. like, and it's just, or in season one, sorry. It's not going to pick up where we left off. Like, it's not a show that is going to stand alone. Right. And that is frustrating to me. Like. it, Yeah. You can set up moments, like, and Marvel has done it before. You can set up stuff and still allow each property to stand alone in some ways. Mhm. Um but it's this is not going to be that. And so it's just frustrating because like you want to know what happens, but it's going to be so long before we revisit these characters, but the overall story is going to be continued in other proper like it's just Yeah. It's, like it's just weird.
1: It's interesting because you we we've discussed a lot on this podcast of Marvel's approach to storytelling and how it's adapted kind of the massive mass narrative of its comics into the MCU. And I think what we're getting to now is that it's so big Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that how do you contain it anymore, right? You can't, like, in in the comics, you can have a day where it's just Spider-Man swinging through the streets, like, no interaction with any other heroes, and just fighting his fight. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know that Tony Stark exists, but it's fine if he doesn't show up in the comic, right? Whereas here, you're in this position of, because they've integrated them all so intensely... That it's, like, they have to answer the question of, like, why aren't these people involved?
0: Yeah. And, and it's easier for someone like Captain Marvel, who is an intergalactic hero. Mm-hmm. So she is not always... She doesn't know what's going on, necessarily. But when they're all based on Earth.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, they set Captain Marvel, though, they, made, they were very smart, right? They set mm-hmm. it in the 90s so that she will exist... Prior to all of the stuff that happens. Like, so she doesn't, she won't know until she gets that, that beep from whatever, from the, from the magic space beeper. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, yeah. So they're going to have to like, and, and they're clearly like with, because WandaVision, what worked so well is that it was connected, but it was so, it was so much like you were saying about this character Mm -hmm. that the story connections were secondary and it's exciting like I'm very excited to see how Wanda plays into the multiverse of madness but I can watch WandaVision without
0: needing the 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 other stuff yeah and the art because it's interesting to compare the endings of the two because in some ways WandaVision is also like okay gotta figure out everything collapsed i have to figure out what comes next but they're so they're both everything has collapsed yes i have to figure out what comes next but they're so stark in one feels like an ending and finding a new beginning and one feels just like we dropped in the middle of the story
1: yeah it's a this like it's a prologue yeah right like loki felt like a prologue to what's going to be happening in the movies yeah which again is such an interesting choice for a character like Loki. Yes. I <laughs> I do think that what what they have decided to do with the timelines has the potential for a lot of interesting story like I liked. There was I think we mentioned that like someone on TikTok had said that he thinks the TVA exists inside of Yes, um, Ant-Man. And the the teeny tiny world in Ant-Man. And um, And, like, I still like that idea. I like that idea. Because Ravana says to Mobius when they're fighting, we have spent eons together, acknowledging that there is a passing of time for them as well, but obviously it passes in a different way than in the universe Mm -hmm. as we know it. Mm -hmm. We're going to get too big in a second where I'm not going to be able to understand what I'm talking about in terms of scope. Yeah. (laughs) It's like for in my head, I just went. But does the multiverse include
0: like galaxies, like undiscovered galaxies? where are uh, time. What? No. Yeah, the multiverse theory <laughs> is super interesting. Like I, I love multi. The multiverse theory, like just generally in, um, um, in like science, and I, I really like. La- I think the, the thing about mu- the multiverse theory is. That it's just too big for our brains. I think feel like the scope of the universe is too big for our brains to comprehend. Yep. Much less like multiple universes stacked on top of one another. And so every time you make a decision, um, it splits. It, it splits. And that is so, it's so hard for our brains to just comprehend that scope. And I'm really looking forward to way the way they, I think they did a really good job with the fragmenting timeline like, images to yeah. help us under- I think that was a really good visualization of just how chaotic things are and just how big this is um because it's very hard to depict and I'm really looking forward to how they do more of that
1: yeah it looked like uh like neurons mm-hmm. like it looks like you know brain imaging it was is very very cool um yeah I feel like I'm very because we've heard all these rumors about spider-man where there are all these other spider-men coming in like um and, and from the other movies and yeah. bad guys from the other movies and all of that and how that's going to – I mean, it's going to be chaotic and, and fun, I think, but
0: uh, it just seems like so much story. I feel like every Marvel movie needs to be, like, an eight-episode show now. Right. Because there's so – I mean, and, and that's, that's part of the argument maybe for – doing it this way despite the fact that i don't love setting it up you almost need this kind of setup to be able to tell a story this big but in that case don't call it loki (laughs) it's true
1: it's true it's true (laughs) it's that's the thing right is the show just kind of set up a lot of a lot of questions to be answered okay i do want to talk about one of my favorite favorite things that happened in this series
0: which is Richard E. Grant as classic Loki oh my gosh yes (laughs) I loved everything about that like multiple Lokis
1: like it was he in I feel like in that single episode was given so much great work to do like I loved this idea that he survived one that he survived Thanos and that he kind of mocks the other Loki's for their use of knives. He's like, "We're magicians."
0: Yeah. What are you doing? Like, why are you using a? What knife? are you doing?
1: Yeah. And then having to, why are you using a knife? Like, and then having to kind of grow old and isolated by himself, and it turns him into this person who then gets to have this like great heroic moment. Like, I was like, "This is the best!"
0: Like, kind of like crying a little. And I was like, "You're so awesome." Okay, and that ties back to what I said before when, um, like. He earned that hero moment, yes. That's the thing. That hero moment was very well earned, yes. And I maybe it's that I don't feel like Loki's earned his hero moment yet. Do you know? I agree with you. Like, he's they've turned him into a hero without him earning that. Like, I'm not this Loki, this this Loki, Loki, yeah. Our Loki, like, I don't know. Like, I guess, yeah, I think I think that's my issue. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure the character has earned it yet because, yes, he's been broken down and beaten down but it seems like he's been redeemed by the love of a woman a little bit and I just don't buy that for our Loki
1: no I agree with you wholeheartedly I was like so uh, this is mm, Sylvie had the potential to be so cool and I just feel like they didn't give her the development she needed like it became very quickly Loki versus Loki and that was kind of the the crux of both of them. Yes. And to
0: the, to the detriment of both of them, you it's, know? It's the same thing we were talking about in WandaVision with Agatha, where they just told us what yeah. she went through instead of showing us. Like, in like yeah, the same way, yeah, remember, yeah. we said there should have been a whole episode about that after that witch's circle. Um, There should have been a whole episode. Sorry, Brisa's oh. having some technical difficulties. Dropped, <laughs> and dropped her. And I was dropped her camera, and I'm trying to, like, keep a straight face and start sorry, talking sorry, while sorry. her camera is like... <laughs> um the same way like we should have gotten a full episode on that mm-hmm. witch's circle so we could see it like and not that i want to see a woman go through pain but you can tell no. the story without i just want to like see the time like i want to see the time passing and see because she's so just distrustful and i want to see what made her distrustful i want that yeah. character development i agree
1: i would have loved to get a single because she became such...
0: yeah and she's like, such she a pivotal over. character.
1: I would love to get a single episode mm-hmm. that was just about her. Like, 100% her story. Like, if you're going to make it about her, make it about her. Yes. Make Loki. Yes, that's Like, it. don't, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it's it, that's where I was, like, so frustrated with it. Because I was like, this character is, you keep telling me she's cool and I want it. I want this. Yes. But you're not giving me enough narratively for me to to believe it yes. unfortunately whereas like with richard grant in that single episode in 20 minutes they gave us enough that at the end you really care about this character and you really love him mm-hmm.
0: yeah and with sylvie um we in the, in our last episode we were both just like no she's not a, all, a variant Loki. clearly we were wrong Obviously. um i do stand by what i said where i would have liked to see someone who could take Tom Hiddleston. I agree. Like, I someone agree. taller, I, someone, yeah. like, his physical match, because... Yes. I mean, so we can clearly take him, like, in the, uh, like, the, in their fight scenes, but if... Could she have if Loki was really fighting her? She was, you know, like, a, their fight at the end was yes, a little bit... He was trying to stop her. He wasn't trying to... Hurt her. Hurt her, yeah. And so, um, I would have loved to see, like, like, a like a you know
1: like not a dim like I I think I agree with you I feel like there was a as 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 much as I'm sure Sophia DiMartino is like an excellent actress like it just felt the casting I didn't understand what they were trying to say with the casting of why except just to be like haha you're gonna be surprised when she's really a Loki which isn't enough of a reason
0: to cast like that like I yeah I agree with you wholeheartedly and I think it's really exciting to see them Loki but yeah. I would have loved to see Tom Hiddleston fall in love with a more mask-looking woman. Yeah, I mean that's
1: what's hard. Is there because
0: they're supposed to be gender fluid. They're supposed to be, you know, a little bit like you would suspect a little bit of both. Like they made him, kill. yeah. So I don't know. It's Do just it. making this like this her her this like typical blonde pretty woman. They could have made a statement with that. I agree. And I yeah. It's it's. I hard. mean, it's Marvel, so we can only <laughs> we. Can... You only get so much before they, like, you know, pull it back, but... No, I 100% agree with you. It, it made it really...
1: Because, like, they do say Loki's gender fluid, but then it's this big deal that she's a woman, and I was like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, I don't... There should be... I don't if, understand. If, if
0: Loki's gender fluid, there should be more than one or female Loki variant. It it's was just... Yeah.
1: I don't know. It was strange. It was strange, like, decision-making. In yes. that respect. And I think that's what's hard is because this feels so much like a prologue and so much is lost in the potential because mm-hmm. it by necessity of the MCU had to exist as a prologue. Yeah. And so we they were like, You can't have an entire episode yeah. about Sylvie slash Loki because we need to do all like the the series is serving a purpose and that piece of
0: it doesn't serve the purpose we need it to serve. Yeah. Yeah, And I that agree. makes it hard. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what they do with Sylvie in season two because we don't know what happens to her. And I'm assuming she comes back.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just so hard because I'm like, why did, not why, why did she have to, mm, <sighs> we'll see. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We, we present, like, I will say that twist got me at the yeah. end. I did not see it coming. I was like, that was masterfully done. When they turn to him and they're like,
0: "Who are you?" My like heart dropped into my stomach. I was yes. Like, no. <laughs> yes. Um. Because, you know, like, yeah. Loki's been through a lot, and you just kind of want just, him to find it's
1: his th- It's a different people. You you just want him to find his people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah. It's it's. And, like, now I'm like, how is he going, is he going to be in Thor Love and Thunder? Is he going to interact with, is he going to find, you know, we don't know. We don't know any of that. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I really liked this show. I think there were things, you know, that I didn't, that frustrated me, but, like, overall, I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. Um, And I I appreciated the range of people they brought in to work on it. Mm-hmm. yeah i agree um and you can see the like stylistic differences between every episode and i think that's great
1: yeah i think i think what's exciting about this show is what it what what it was designed to do which is open up more questions of mcu and yeah. and it succeeded in that i think like yeah. the end of the the finale when he looks up, and it is like that is that statue is straight up Kang the Conqueror. It's mm-hmm. like the costume, like that is Kang the Conqueror. That is where you're like, oh, holy shit. So, in this like, reality,
0: that's... there are no timekeepers, they just know it's Kang pulling the strings. So, what does I, that mean? Ew. I
1: don't, I but I got goosebumps yeah. thinking about it. Like,
0: <laughs> what does that mean? And, um, yeah, I think I I, I, I really liked, I, I liked this. I'm, I'm, I'm just going back to the title. Like, WandaVision was very much about Wanda and Vision at the end of the day. Yes. You notice Falcon and Winter Soldier was not called Bucky and Sam. It's true. Because it was about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, it was about their personas, you know, and they did have some character yeah. development, but it was about them owning their titles and stuff like that. And so, I, like, Loki, I wish it had been i guess i wish it had been about loki like yeah our loki yes our loki at the end of the day um which then again that being said our loki was a variant he's not technically our loki from the mcu you know like or from like the the latter half of the or the you know the post-Avengers, or the original Avengers, so...
1: Well, yeah, I guess that's what was hard, right? When you're talking about the earned hero... Like, hero... Heroism?
0: Heroism, yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, When you're talking about that earned moment, the straight-up Loki, MCU Loki, went through, like, ten movies to get to that point. Yes. This variant Loki watched his life on Fast Forward and then had, like, a hard experience with Sith, and then got to that point. Yes. So that's what's... I feel like they needed to, like, can acknowledge that in the series, which I'm not sure that they did entirely. Yeah. Um. But again, six episodes. Like, you don't... 13, maybe, would have given them some more room to play, but yeah. I'm
0: sure Tom Hiddleston was like, I'm not doing 13 episodes. Yeah, no. No, not, especially <laughs> not if you want me to come back for a second season, people.
1: Like... <laughs> Because I don't think, what's interesting is like, uh, you know, wondering whether or not he'll be in Love and Thunder. I don't think so. Yeah. I like, maybe like in a post credit sequence where we get to see Thor, be like, holy shit, Loki, you're alive. Yeah.
0: Like, uh... And that's kind of the scene I want because we all know I'm a big like Thor, like Thor yeah. Universe fan. Like, I bet I do want What? He... Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> you heard it here first, <laughs> y'all. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I'm, and then that's always the way I work with these types of shows. I always want the reunion, and I always want to see yeah. the reunion. I don't want it to happen off screen. I want to see that emotion and see like, and you, we know how much Thor like genuinely loves and admires his brother, yeah. and it's like, yeah, like it's real, like that scene in that scene, and I think it was Ragnarok where he's like, I thought the world of you, I, and it just like breaks my heart, my heart. <laughs> I know. Um, and so uh. I would love to see that.
1: You know what? Uh, who were we talking about? This how Sylvie
0: has never mentioned Thor. No, but that's a really good point. Right. And she knew so she was I, adopted.
1: Like who? I. That's what I, I wanted. The whole Sylvie episode. I'm like dying to know more about how she exists in the construct of what we know
0: about mm-hmm. Odin and. and if she knew she was adopted, did that change? Would that have changed the trajectory of her or our? If our-, our Loki had known he was adopted, would like would that have changed the trajectory of his life? Right. Quite like possibly. Just, it's just like- yeah, that's super interesting. No, but you're right. I didn't. That didn't occur to me. Has was Thor ever mentioned?
1: Yeah, because all that's the thing is all the other Lokis mentioned their Thor. Yes, like, right. Like, yeah, like,
0: Thor. Like one of them, the kid. Loki they, the killed kid Thor. killed Loki. Yeah.
1: yeah, kid Loki killed Thor. And so I just, I wish I could, I'm so sorry. I wish I could remember who I was talking to about it, but they were like, yeah, she, she's never mentioned Thor. And so it's like, does she, does she have a Thor? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <gasps> yeah. That's so, I'm like dying to know. Yeah. There's, yeah. I really wish we'd gotten a background episode here. Um, yeah. I think it could have used that. <sighs> Man. is that all are right. we are we. I think that's pretty much our Loki discussion.
1: Yeah, until next time yes. when it eventually we we find out more for What's next? Oh, I mean, we neither one of us have seen Black Widow, but that's set. Yeah, prior. and I,
0: I by all accounts it's a very good movie.
1: Yeah. Um, everybody like uh,
0: it. Uh, people seem to like it, so I'm will probably talk about it once it's available on Disney Plus for just yeah, non- regular near, streaming. Um, um and then otherwise, Ooh. I don't know, Lower Decks comes back August 12th, Star Trek Lower Decks, so we'll probably, we may talk about that, I don't know, Lower Decks is fantastic, but there's, it's not, like, a really show you can, like, break down and talk about, so. Um, yeah. Um, otherwise, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know oh, what's. What If,
1: Marvel's, Marvel's What If yeah. is coming out in August mm-hmm, as well, mm-hmm. which
0: looks very, very good. Mm-hmm. The, the trailer looks really fun. Um, Yeah,
1: we'll have to like kind of map out what's coming.
0: Yeah, the I don't know what's half of the year. Definitely like Book of Boba Fett, but that won't be probably what till like later later this year. And I think they confirmed yeah. to Mandalorian's coming back this year, so I'm guessing those shows will air back to back.
1: Yeah, probably Miss Marvel also. Yes, so might be coming by the end of the year.
0: There's a lot coming, but I think August might be a slow month, so we'll see. Whether or always, not we choose to record always Ted or Ted Lasso. Yes, haven't watched it yet, but I'll get there. I'll get there. We're still. I mean, we're still on Schitt's Creek. That's how. That's how slow we Fair. are.
1: Fair. Fair.
0: Slow. We are. We're so slow.
1: And, and justified, of course.
0: Yes, which we've watched two episodes. It's fantastic. It's just like. It's always it's always between playing video games or watching TV, like I can't do both, and right now like, I'm just on like a video game kick, so that's usually what I'm doing.
1: Well, speaking of which, what are, uh, I guess we'll start with what you're into, and okay. then we'll go into what we're doing.
0: So after Mass Effect 3, I finished the F- Mass Effect Trilogy finally, and then um, was so bereft that I decided to go ahead and play Andromeda, Mass Effect Andromeda, which I have not played since it came out. And it's not as bad as I remember. It's actually, if you um, separate it from Mass Effect and just think of it as a space exploration game, it's actually pretty good. Like, yeah, it's buggy and you know, the story isn't quite, it's like, you can't just can't compare it to Mass Effect is the thing. Mm -hmm. But I always am looking for more like kind of space exploration RPGs. And that's what this is. Like in a way that almost Mass Effect was not because you weren't exploring, the galaxy was already mapped. So this is like exploring worlds and trying to like create new homes for um like all the like Milky Way races in a different galaxy and it's it's great. I I really enjoyed that. Um I'm really enjoying it actually. Um in a way that I did not expect. Um and the characters are not nearly as good, but there are some really good ones. Um so I'm doing Mass Effect Andromeda. I read um on audio Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir who wrote The Martian and um I'm not talking about it on Twitter because I don't want to get into it. But I really actually, I very much liked it. If you liked The Martian, and you will probably really like this book. Um, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of Artemis' second book. But this one, it's got like that nerdy, nerdy science and the really great explanations. The main character is kind of obnoxious, as is expected in any <laughs> bigger novel. Like, that's what you get. But if you can, like, get past that and you want to read this, I do recommend it. It was great on audio. Um... And so, yeah, and I'm I'm try. I was talking to you about this yesterday. I'm trying to find my next book on audio. Um, and I've listened to like I've started like three, and they're just not resonating. So I have mm. to go back to the drawing board. Um, but speaking of audiobooks, if you are looking for an audiobook to read, Swords and Tables audiobook is actually <laughs> fantastic. We have different narrators for every story, and PRH did a very conscientious job of kind of giving us an inclusive cast, and it is so good so um if you have not picked it up yet and are interested in audio definitely check out the audio version i can't wait to listen to
1: it um i listened there's like a teaser online that you can listen to for the audiobook yeah. which is pretty cool uh i am listening to the starless sea by aaron Morgenstern, who wrote the night circus um and it's a story about stories and it's so good it's like it's quiet it's a little slow but it is very soothing to listen to. Yeah, I was
0: going to say that sounds like a really... Like, having read the print, that sounds like it would be a fantastic audiobook.
1: Yeah, it's really, really good so far. I'm really enjoying it. Um, And I'm watching a lot of, like... I feel like I'm engaging with a lot of, like, uh, nice, like, sweet stories but are secretly traumatizing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm watching Fruits Basket, finally. Like, I watched the original way back like when I was in undergrad and the uh, reboot just finished it's an it's an anime so Fruits Basket is an anime Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is about uh this girl Toru who befriends these boys (laughs) who go to her school who are secretly members of like the Zodiac family and if they are hugged by the opposite sex they turn into the animal that they are
0: oh my god
1: which and it's very cute but it is also secretly about like tr- the trauma that these kids go through it's so good
0: it's so good um it's also a manga yes. and uh it, yen press put out some beautiful editions like they oh, they sure. published it and they're like they're and they're different each spine is a different color i've got the first few um they sent them to me but anyway um that's one i've always wanted to check out
1: it's, it's, it's on Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll for free, which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, it's just with ads. Uh, and then I'm finally digging into Miles Morales PS5 after, like, forever, because I just didn't have the brain space for it. How is it? Because I have it's it. It's so good. Okay. It's so... Although, you didn't love the... Uh, you didn't love Spider-Man PS4, right? The gameplay, I yeah. mean.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I it's, it was, it was, it's a lot of button pushing, which is hard for me. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things where I have to get over that hump in order to enjoy the game, and it was never quite enough to get me over that hump.
1: It's the exact same gameplay. Like, 100%. It's almost, like, button for button, the same. Um, But that said, the the art is amazing. The story is so good so far. I know people had complained that it was, like, short. Yeah. But I don't... I mean, it's shorter than Spider-Man, obviously, but it's still... There's a lot going on. It feels like there's a lot to do in it. Like, I'm just five percent into the game and I've probably played like for several hours. So I feel like there's a lot to do, which uh
0: seems okay to me. Um oh one more thing I'm into but I forgot to mention is Ratchet and Clank rift apart. I've been playing that a little bit between Andromeda mm, and one mm-hmm. thing I really like about it and one thing I struggled with in previous Ratchet and Clank games is that there's an basically an immortality mode where you can't die in combat. oh well that's exciting so that that is like that makes it for me and that makes me able to play it or otherwise i would have probably put it down by now that's awesome yes i like that a lot yes so that makes me very happy and um i love i'm really enjoying it it's a very good it's a very very well done game what what else what are you Oh, what am I doing? Okay. So, Source to Table. Y'all, did you know Source to Table came out on Tuesday? <laughs> um, that's mostly, like, my life is, like, revolving around that and press and publicity because we're doing, it's fantastic. I cannot complain. We're doing a lot of interviews, um, all that. Got Still got my Wired column going on, which I have to write this suit as we're done with this call. Um and that's it for right now like there's some stuff going on that i'm hoping i can talk about at some point but um not right now what are you doing preethi uh, so truth and justice number seven um
1: with art by lalit sharma which is the zadana story i wrote uh is out digitally in pieces so today chapter two drops um which you can get on comicsology but if you want to wait for the print which i'm very i i genuinely cannot believe i have printed a comic book issue coming out it's out on August seventeenth, which is Awesome. Um, and then I am in an anthology called The Battle of the Bands, uh, that comes out this October. And of course, Avengers Assembly number three, Exchange Students one oh one comes out in January. And yeah, and there's like one big thing that I really want to tell everybody about, but I don't think I can until
0: September.
1: Okay. Okay. ah, I'm like vibrating with energy. Okay, so we'll
0: we'll record an episode as soon as you're able to talk about it. I know you know what it is. Yes, I do know what it is. I, like, sometimes I don't know when, like, my friends announce things on Twitter if I'm supposed to, like, pretend, like, I didn't know. Or I could just be like, yep, yep, been waiting for that for, like, a year and a half. But. The um, best place to be. Preeti knows all my secrets. I know all hers. So it's it's, it's fun. It's fun. Okay. So I think that's it. We're part of the Hard Knock Life Podcast Network. You can find all the podcasts in the Hard Knock Life, Hard Knock Media Family at Hard Knock Media. That's NOCmedia.com. Uh and you have a podcast that you were supposed to plug and didn't. Oh, yeah. T- yes, Wheel of Time. It is Listen not to- part of the Hard Knock Media family, but not. it is a great podcast.
1: <laughs> uh if you were, you know, the Amazon's gonna be coming out with the Wheel of Time show soon, I think. I imagine we'll get a trailer pretty soon. But Jen Northington, who co-edited yes. Swordstone table uh, and i do a podcast where we're reading all the books uh rereading all the books for us but we're kind of treating it not not spoilery discussions because we don't remember what happens um and it's called tar Valen, or bust and you should check us out we're basically everywhere that podcasts are yes thank you for reminding me
0: yes i just i saw it here while i was reading and i was like you, you didn't talk about that i didn't i didn't mention it um
1: uh, <laughs> Uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank you to Alec and Meredith at the $12 level and Amber, Sam, Patrick, Jordan, Annie, Brandy, Shelly, Claire, Brian, Robert, Chris, The Knot Family, Priya, and Keisha at the $5 level. Um, if you want to hang out with, with us over at Patreon, it's patreon.com
0: slash StaceyGeekGirls. Um, and our script ends there, so I guess the show's over. No, no,
1: no. You have to, so you can find <laughs> Swapnot on Twitter. At I'm S- Krishna. at S-Krishna. <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter at runwithskizzers, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S. Uh, you can also find Basic Geek Girls on Twitter, at Daisy Geek
0: Girls. Um, and now I think that's now it. Now I think we can. Um, th- I think we will, until next time, We'll see, see you, you in hell! hell!